Welcome to the Black and Blue Podcast, where we talk about the experiences of being a Black African-American male and a peace officer. Each week, listen to the personal stories, topics, and discussions about this duality. I will share my personal experiences, along with having periodic guests. Whether you want to learn more about this, understand it better, or just want to listen as a therapy session, I welcome you, and this is the podcast for you. Welcome to another episode of Black and Blue. I'm your host, Alfred. And today we're going to talk about the recent events involving the shooting of, of Jacob Blake in uh, Wisconsin. If you are unfamiliar, this shooting uh, occurred on August 23rd of this year, 2020. Uh, Jacob Blake, who was a 29-year-old African-American male, was shot and wounded by police. He was hit by four of seven shots, fired at his back during an arrest by police officer Rustin Shesky. And like I said, this incident occurred in Wisconsin in the city of Kenosha. This happened on the 23rd, and, and, I, and I was aware of it on that same day. But however, due to, it seems like, man, every, every few weeks, you know, another police shooting involving a Black person, a Black woman, a Black man, you know, it's just overwhelming. You know, it's, it definitely has taken a toll on me personally. And so um, two days later, when I mustered up enough strength to actually watch it, which was on the 25th of, of August, two days later, I, I watched the video of Jacob Blake uh, being shot. And again, it just, it, it really just, just got to me. I, be, I became angry. I became frustrated. Um, and my heart just sunk, you know, again, because I'm witnessing, you know, I'm witnessing another black man being shot, you know, ah, man, this is, this is a tough, this is tough. So I saw that on the 25th, the next day I go to work and I'm in the office and I have a conversation with another colleague who happens to be a African-American female. And we're talking about about this shooting. And as we're talking about this shooting, you know, uh, I almost broke down in tears right then and there because it, I realized how heavy, you know, this is is becoming, and how how much of an emotional uh, strain and and exhaustion has just been setting in that, you know, it, it's painful. It it hurts. You know, and as I'm talking to her, my voice, you know, gets real heavy, gets real raspy, you know, and I just had to catch myself like, man, this is this is a, is affecting me really, really bad. And people don't understand that, you know, being a black man in this country these days, it's you know, it, it, it is it is definitely a task, you know, especially with all these recent shootings that has been occurring. You know, it's it's just man. We live, we're living in some trying times. We are definitely living in some trying times. And as if being, you know, a black man in this country wasn't already hard enough, you know, um, it just seems like it now, you know, it just, it just grew exponentially with the things we have to face on a daily basis. You know, and, and on that same, same uh, day on the 25th, I also saw the video of Kyle Rittenhouse who was the the 17-year-old uh, white male 
who was carrying an assault rifle in Kenosha at the rally or at the protest um, for Jacob Blake of the shooting. So he's carrying this assault rifle and uh, he has interaction with, with policemen there who were controlling this, this protest. And his interaction was them congratulating him. It was congratulating him and thanking him for being out there policing the protests, not being a part of the police, but policing the protests on his own with an assault rifle and, and then giving him some water. You know, and this is, this is moments before he, uh, he shoots, you know, people and ultimately killing, you know, killing people from this. You know, those videos, those, those are tough. And, and I'm sure you can hear them my voice. It's even, it's even tough right now, me speaking about it because it's, it's just so frustrating and I'm tired of it. Um, things need to change. They've been needed to change. People, people need to understand too that, you know, yes, I know it's tough being a peace officer. I experienced it firsthand because I am a peace officer. But I also know, and I have witnessed this on several times, that a lot of peace officers that are not of color, when they interact with people of color in, in their communities, they they have a different way of going about it. You know, they, they feel as if they they have to speak a certain way. They have to say certain things. You know, they have to be condescending in a way and they don't realize that, that that's just being a disrespect towards towards those individuals towards that community and and it's not needed you know just treat just treat people you know the way that they want to be treated right you know the golden rule is treat treat others the way you want to be treated right but i like what they call the platinum rule which is treat others the way they want to be treated. And I, and I think if peace officers had that, that mindset of treat others the way they want to be treated, these conversations and these interactions would be a little, would be a lot different. Right. You know, I always, I always get the question or not the question, but I always hear, you know, other people saying this, usually people of, of, of other races, saying, you know, if if these black men and black women would just respect cops, you know, um, they wouldn't get killed, right? It, the outcome wouldn't be them dying or them being, you know, injured. But you have to understand this, you know, it's, it, the respect, it goes both ways. You know, not only do the individual has to respect the cops, but the cops have to respect them too. And like I said, it's it's a it's a dual thing. It's just not one sided. And to tell and to tell black black people and black men and black women to respect the cops so you don't get killed, that's almost in comparison as telling a woman that you have to dress appropriately so they don't get raped. You see, so so that's my issue when people say that you know if if you just respect the cops, you know you won't get killed. Well, we've seen videos where they were respecting the cop. They were following orders. And yet the outcome was still the same. The outcome was still the same. 
you know, I want to um, I want to tell you this story just just to show you that this is not something new. You know, this is not something new. This has been going on for decades, for years. The only difference now is that we are seeing more videos because of the technology, because of the investment of technology. We have access to all the things that are going on in real time. So I'm, I want to tell you this this story that and this and this happened to my my grandfather in you know in the the early 1900s. And, and prior to him marrying my grandmother, my my grandfather was stopped by the police. The officer told his rookie partner. Now, this is how you beat uh, N-I-G-G-E-R, right? And he proceeded to beat my grandfather. The only reason my grandfather lived to tell the tale was because the rookie said, that's enough. This young man could have easily kept his mouth shut and watched an execution happen since he was a subordinate. Instead, he chose not to be silent. This is what we need more of. More people willing to call out injustice for what it is because lives are at stake. This happened to my grandfather, early 1900s. The same thing is occurring now in 2020. More people, (laughs) more people need to call out the injustices for what it is. You know, people are losing their lives. Families are losing Brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts. You know, and the, the list goes on. And one thing that that's really frustrating too is that anytime there is, you know, uh, police brutality or a shooting, it seems like the common practice of, of law enforcement after incidents of police brutality is to villainize the affected person, right? Especially those of color. For example, you know, they'll say he had a felony warrant or he raped someone or there are traces of drugs in his system, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and the frustrating thing is, is if it was the other way around, you know, if it was a non-person of color, you know, they, they go out and say, you know, he was all-American sports athlete, or he was a valedictorian, et cetera. You know, they always tend to to highlight the positive things, you know, whereas when it's the people of color, you know, they tend to, to highlight just the negative things, you know, and it's just frustrating how the media always, you know, spins that when it comes to people of color versus those of non-color. People of color always, always digging up negative, you know, and People of non-color, you know, it's always the positive. You know, just like this recent incident, Jacob or with Jacob Blake, I believe uh, the the articles is going around now of, of Kyle Rittenhouse, the the seventeen-year-old that walking around with that assault rifle. They, sh- you know, showing pictures of him, you know, cleaning up graffiti, you know, basically trying to paint a picture of, you know, he was a good kid. Okay, he 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 done an act of good service. But that still doesn't doesn't negate the fact that he shot people, you know, cold-blooded. You know, and that's just, it's interesting how people always want to, or I shouldn't say people, but the media always want to spin things 
to make it seem like you know the, the non people of color it was it was just you know you know it's just it's just interesting it's just interesting um i, I recently came across across this uh posting from another another black man another peace officer and I, and I, I agree with him you know 1000% 1000% and uh, he says, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. And he says, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I made the choice to be a policeman because I wanted to be a part of the solution. When I take off my uniform, I'm still a black man. And when I go to work, I'm still a black man. Blue Lives Matter was created because of the hate for black lives. And I can't stand for that. Don't tell me to keep quiet when I'm called an N-I-G-G-E-R with a badge by the wives of people I work with every day. I stand for justice across the board and these cops who make it hard for us good cops needs to be changed adequately. Blue lives don't exist. Stop drawing equivalence between racial identity and a job. Your career is a choice. Being black isn't. Man, like I said, I agree with this brother, Brother Griffin, 1,000% with his statement. You know, people people always want to to quickly respond when someone says, you know, Black Lives Matter, they quickly respond with Blue Lives Matter, right? Uh, one, of my, one of my neighbors who is also a, a Black man, uh, he's not in law enforcement, he's actually a physician. He... He told me a, a few weeks ago that he uh, he randomly just goes up to, you know, white people and he just randomly says, you know, walks by them, you know, saying Black Lives Matter just to see what they was going to say. Right. He just say, walk up to him or walk, walk by him and say Black Lives Matter. And he said every time he said that, they immediately responded with All Lives Matter. And so he would you know, once they said all lives matter, then he would respond back to them saying blue lives matter. And there was silence, no response back to him saying blue lives matter. But my thing is if, if he, if he's saying black lives matter, you respond with blue lives matter. I, I mean, you respond with all lives matter. And then he, he responds back with blue lives matter. Shouldn't your response be the same thing? All lives matter. And I thought that was interesting because I feel that it should have been the same thing. If he's saying black lives matter and your response is all lives matter, then he goes and says blue lives matter and you don't say anything. Well, no, it should have been the same thing. It should have been the same response. You should have said, no, all lives matter. Right. And so that goes back to, to what brother Griffin was saying and, and what I just read. Uh, and then you know it's just it's just very interesting how how people you know think that you know Black Lives Matter is is saying that all lives don't matter. No, it, it doesn't. You know the reason we say Black Lives Matter is because, as you can see, black men and women are being killed at an exponentially higher rate in the hands of of police. And Black Lives Matter just saying, hey, our lives are, are not being taken into consideration. 
you know, it doesn't matter. You know, people are can't, they don't, they, they're not caring about black lives. And that's what, that's what it is. And I'm going to, I'm going to end with this because, you know, and I'm, I'm going to end with this. I, I say black lives matter because all didn't cover black when they said all men were created equal. I say black lives matter because all didn't cover black when they said with liberty and justice for all. I say black lives matter because they're still struggling with the definition of all. Jacob Blake, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmed Aubrey, Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin, Oscar Grant, Eric Gardner, Philando Castile, Samuel Du Bois, Sandra Bland, Walter Scott, Terrence Crutcher, Danny Ray Thomas, Stephen Clark, Trey Taquan Pringle Sr., Ronald Foster, Corey Mobley, Arthur McCaffrey Jr., Geraldine Townsend, Warren Ragudo, Thomas Yasko, Dennis Plowden, Jean Pedro Pierre, Lawrence Hawkins, Calvin Tony, Armando Frank, Stephen Gale, Devin Howe, Herbert Gilbert, Thomas Williams, Brian Easley, Aaron Bailey, Joshua Terrell Crawford, Jordan Edwards, Kenneth Johnson, Christopher Wade, Lorenzo Cruz, Renard Burton, DeAndre Phillips, J.R. Williams, Darren Barnhill, Muhammad Abdul, Mahiman, Jamal Robbins, Marlon Lewis, Lamont Perry, Alonzo Smith, Dominique Hutchison, Rashawn Cole, Levante Biggs, Felix Kumi, Brian Day, David Felix, Norman Cooper, Donald Ivey, Philip White, Denzel Brown, Brandon Jones, Bobby Gross, Terry Price, Jerry Brown, DeAndre Lloyd Starks, Yvette Smith, Anthony Bartley, Montel Moss, Tyrone West, and the list goes on. How many more? How many more? How many more before this ends? How many more before we are treated the same? How many more videos do we have to see of another person of color being killed at the hands of police officers? How many more hashtags do we gotta we gotta read? How many more families have to go through this? It's exhausting. It's frustrating. It's mentally draining. And I'm tired of it. I am sick. And I am sick. And I am sick and tired of it. This needs to stop. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black Lives Matter. 
Thank you for listening to the Black and Blue Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review.